Hey, you ever needed something for your home but don't have the cash or credit to pay for it? You can do that at Aaron's. Yep, you can rent to own appliances like washers, dryers, or refrigerators, furniture for your living room or bedroom, even tech. Plus, Aaron's has great brands like HP, Samsung, and Ashley. Life's always changing. Keep it, return it, upgrade it. Aaron's fits your life instead of the other way around. So check out your nearest Aaron's store or visit Aaron's.com to see what I'm talking about. Approval isn't guaranteed and some restrictions apply. You got to see your local store for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk of experiencing an electrical blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. These things are sweet because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable. Go to 4patriots.com slash meat eater to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com slash meat eater. On X Hunt Elite is worth every penny. It really is. Every hunt, every planning session, every gear purchase, I was on it already today. With your Elite membership, you will get application and draw odd tools, exclusive pro deals on gear from the industry's best, exclusive mapping and scouting tools, and last but not least, access to nationwide coverage. And now Canada. On X Hunt Elite will make you more successful on your next next hunt try onyx hunt free for seven days or go to onyxmaps.com slash hunt and use code meat eater for 20 percent off your new elite membership it's a meat eater podcast Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newarth, and today we're joined by special guest and professional chef Andrew Zimmern. In addition to Andrew, we also have Steve, Brody, Kevin, Corinne, Byron, and Sean. Now, Andrew, how do you feel about trivia? I love trivia. Do you? Yeah. The minutiae of the world fascinates me. And uh, in, in what way do you consume trivia if you love trivia? Uh, I'm a voracious... You're If you're... If you stop being teachable in life, you're a loser. Uh-huh. So I, it, life is an endless learning process. So I, I suck up a lot of information. Just everything's trivia to you. I just absolutely adore it. So if, like it. if all 10 questions have to do with uh, North American fruits that are not consumed uh-huh. uh, publicly, uh, I will win that. Sadly, none <laughs> of them are. Shit. Now, before we get started, I have to tell you, Andrew... Your restaurants have served me the best stadium food I've ever had. I'm a big Vikings and Twins fan, so I try to make a regular pilgrimage to like mm-hmm. U.S. Bank Stadium and, and Target mm-hmm. Field. And genuinely, the lamb sandwich oh, from the AZ you. Canteen is incredible. It's like too good for stadium food, actually. It, it is, and consequently, that's why it's no longer there at the stadium. Oh, no. Yeah. When did that stop? Uh, during COVID. Okay. And then they came back with all the big, uh, you know, all the big companies realized they were wasting a lot of money uh-huh. paying people like me to do food there, and <laughs> they would make more money off of uh, chips and uh, Diet Coke. Was there a shift in your <laughs> lifetime where stadium food like got good all of a sudden? Yes. When did that happen, and why? Uh, it was uh, 2007. All of the st- all of the big companies that run food at stadiums and airports. Uh, realized they had a captive audience that was becoming more food aware, mm. and so they reached out to 
well-known personalities uh-huh. and put their food into their, first their local stadiums and airports. And then if they had a national brand, perhaps they got some other stuff. And so our, our business at that point, we were in like seven stadiums and, and at, at its height, six stadiums uh-huh. uh, at its height. But w- what we were doing is we, we were putting in massive French rotisseries and uh-huh. taking real wild pasture, well, pastured Minnesota lamb, chickens, uh, you know, whole animal rotisserie uh, of other kinds. We put pigs and mm. and goats and stuff on there and, and you could buy it by the pound or on sandwiches, you know, with homemade ice cream and, uh-huh. and homemade, uh, we made it like a zep, like a little Italian donut hole. Um, it was a great booth. It thundered business. I mean, it was incredible, but they were also paying us a, fee to license it and all the rest of that kind of stuff. So but gradually the, the, all these companies have learned, why are we paying an extra mm. X percent to, to these well-known people? That's sad. That we hurts need to my, just own it ourselves. Hurts my enthusiasm a little bit it, to go back Mine now. as well. I love, by the way, I love, that was one of my favorite jobs ever because mm. I got to make food for families. Because if you're going to pay $14 uh-huh. for a stale piece of pizza that was made the day beforehand and hot held in cardboard for 24 to 32 hours, um, there's no way it curls your toes when you buy it. Yeah. So we're <laughs> ripping off parents and their kids. It's too expensive for the average American family to go to a sporting event. So we were like, if we're going to charge whatever, 14 bucks for mm-hmm. a chicken sandwich, it th- that family better say – that's the best chicken sandwich I ever had. And I think in some cases we pulled it off. I love it. You did it well. Now, if you're not familiar, this is a 10-round quiz show with questions from Meat Eaters for Verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking. And there is a prize. Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. And for the stat of the week, this is you week, get a perfect game, we're going to go to 1,000 if you can get a Brody claims to have thrown game. two nines. Whoa. Yeah. <sighs> I had a perfect game, I think. Was it the first game ever, Spencer? I think it was the the fourth game ever. You threw a perfect game. You like that stat, Steve? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Now, for the stat of the week this week. I don't think I believe that stat. (laughs) See, Steve was here. He was sitting in that chair when it happened. You witnessed the perfect game. (laughs) Really? Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Now, the stat of the week this week, we're going to look at how different players perform in each vertical. We'll start off with Steve. Steve's oh. best category. Do you have a guess as to what your best category is of the four? This is a big question because I don't agree with your categorization. Oh, boy. That's okay. Oh. So, okay, fishing. I bet I do well in fishing. Fishing is your best category where you get 65% of questions correct. And your worst category is hunting where you get 54. <laughs> 54% of questions correct. That's a solid. decent spread, though. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty solid. Yeah. I have more than half of them right. Yeah. Next up is Brody. Maybe it's like you're not that good at making those questions. That could be. Now, next up is Brody whose best category is hunting. Brody gets an amazing 87% of hunting questions correct. (laughs) No way. Yes. And his worst category is fishing, where he gets 53% of questions correct. Then we have Cal, whose best category is cooking, where he gets 74% of questions correct. And his worst category is hunting, where he gets 41% of questions correct. And finally, there's Giannis, 
whose best category is also cooking, where he gets 76% wow. of questions correct. And his worst categories are conservation and hunting, where he gets <laughs> 53% of questions correct. His worst are the rest of the categories. <laughs> how many times have you played this? Uh, like three or four times. I'm terrible. I'm just here for color commentary. But how, how do you do on the cooking questions? I ace the cooking questions. Oh, okay. I keep trying to bribe Spencer to go real heavy in the cooking for once, but yeah. it hasn't happened. Hmm, sad. Well, I'd like to point out that he'll usually throw a gas of bone oh which is total bullshit he threw the gas <laughs> 10 bones last time it didn't work out for him the gas didn't work out for the gas no no now on a previous episode of meat eater trivia we talked about how anthony bourdain said in his 1999 book that you shouldn't order seafood from a restaurant on monday his logic was that at the time in his home city of new york Fishmongers were closed on weekends, meaning that when Monday's fish was served, it was at minimum a few days old. But in a 2015 interview, Bourdain changed his tune. Here's a quote that he gave Tech Insider then. Look, do me one favor, people, please eat the fish on Monday. That was 16 years ago. It was a very different world. Regrettably, that's, you know, don't eat fish on Monday is going to be, you know, on my headstone. But it's almost two decades later. Uh, things have changed. Eat the damn fish. So there you have it. It is okay to order seafood on a Monday. Is that a law that you guys had had heard before, Kevin and Andrew, mm. that, that you've uh, abided by or not? It just depends, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. It was not like a a black and white scenario because it really has to do with. But it does have to do with your purveyors, like, and so a lot of folks would get it in for several days. But there's also plenty of seafood that can sit in ice for a few days and be fine. Sure, so no big deal. I'm old. So I remember a time in New York when I was first coming to this business as a teenager working summers and your your purveyors would deliver twice a week. Right. So mm. the, the, the don't eat fish on Monday was a great uh-huh. piece of advice and why everyone could relate to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, very soon after that, the food world exploded, uh, probably even before Tony mentioned there. And, and you can now get... Seafood delivered almost seven days a week. Yeah. From any part of the world. Correct. <laughs> so that rule does not but apply don't anymore. eat sushi at a 7-Eleven. I mean, it's just, we're not there okay. yet. That is the rule. That's yeah. the, the caveat is where yeah. you're doing yeah. it. Discount sushi has always been a bad idea. Yeah. I and, mean, yeah. And with that, we're on to Meat Eater Trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? Just tend to win everything. Game on, suckers! Question one, this will be top multiple choice, and the topic is hunting. Which of these hunting magazines is oldest? Peterson's Hunting, Fur Fish Game, North American Whitetail, or Sports of Field? Again, which of these hunting magazines is oldest? Peterson's Hunting, Fur Fish Game, North American Whitetail, or Sports Afield? Some quick, confident answers in the room, it looked like. What are you putting down, Brody? <laughs> I, I'm torn, I'll tell you Me that. Me too. Well, I, bet I know which ones you're torn between. Yep. It's a hunting vertical, so he'll get it right more than likely. That's right. This would be 87% well, more than of the likely time. get it right. 
No, that's fishing. Not as likely. <laughs> <laughs> There's some real money ball stuff going to be born out of this. Yes, for sure. No, for sure. Yeah, it's turning into baseball. There's a statistic There's be for everything. Bets well, you know, we played online. the other night. We were, in a, we were down in Louisiana. We had rented a house that had a pool table, and we were playing three ball for dollars. That was fun. Mm. Yeah. I walked off with a big stack of cash. Mm. <laughs> Does everybody have and an I answer? I quit, no. too, after I won. No. Went to bed. Your options again. Brody, are Peter's I know what they are. are. I know what they Fur are. fish game, North American whitetail, and sports You're trying field. to confuse me now. Okay. I know what he's debating. You tell me when you're good, and we will I'm reveal the answers. I'm going with my original. Brody's brain is arguing with his homunculus. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying sports of field. Andrew saying sports of field. Kevin saying sports of field. Brody saying sports of field. Corinne saying fur fish game. Sean saying sports of field. And Byron saying sports of field. That's the correct answer, sports of field. And I know you were debating for a fishing game. And yep. Crin scratched out sports of field and went for a fishing game. Sports of field That's is been around the a long oldest time, outdoor man. publication in North America. It was founded. It's not even really, it's like, it's not like what, a, it's still a thing. It always gets like bought by someone or another. I mean, they're still putting out six issues a year. So it's yeah, more of a it's thing than most outdoor magazines. Different. Like when I was a kid, they had, like, it covered everything. Like mm -hmm. how to catch catfish on cut bait and... It became what, kind of, it's like, kind of like a, didn't it become kind of a marketing rag? Like, didn't, um, it's, yeah, it's a very like travel hunt overseas yeah. kind of thing now? now. Yeah. Well, it, it, safari clubs? I don't know. No, it wasn't them. Hmm. Either way, next question. It was founded in 1887. <laughs> Furfish Game was founded in 1925. Peterson's Hunting in 1973. And North American Whitetail in 1982. Amazingly, Sports Field still publishes six issues per year, even at 135 years old. What's it's, up? its name is still actively used. Yeah. It's not the same publication. I'm not saying it's the same thing it was 135 years ago. <laughs> Question two, the topic is cooking. If someone cooks you squab, what kind of bird are you eating? If someone cooks you squab, what kind of bird are you eating? Again, some quick answers in the room. I don't want Kevin to see my... Mm. <laughs> you don't think he knows tablet. it? No, listen. I was making a joke. <laughs> I don't want to say what my problem is uh -huh. because it'll be a hint. Yep. Could you but pick you an and me easier might be question? having a real hard time. This is a dictionary definition of the word. So whatever your argument's going to be, you have to take it up with the dictionary. I have a feeling or I me. know what Steve's problem is going to be. I, I, and I, I can't wait to I hear it. My problem is going to be with other people's shit. If someone cooks <laughs> you squab, what kind of bird are you eating? Does everybody with, have an answer? It's going to be with other people's stuff. Waiting on Korean. You know what happens in trivia? Okay. Winners laugh and tell jokes, and losers say, next question. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just had a next question in the room <laughs> one question ago. Corinne, how we doing? Yeah, I just, I'll keep my original Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Eurasian rock dove. Andrew saying pigeon. Kevin saying pigeon. There's too many pigeon. kinds of pigeons. Too Brody many kinds of pigeons. Pigeon. Corinne saying quail. Yeah. Sean saying pigeon and Byron saying pigeon. What did the correct you say answer. to me beforehand? Don't overthink it. That was your advice to me. The correct answer is pigeon. They're the same bird. Which is? They're the you same raise bird. Your rock dove. We'll give it to you. But you can't give it to them. Yes, they get that. There's too many kinds of pigeon. <laughs> the dictionary says it's an immature pigeon. Do you know that you can hunt them with uh, your hands or rocks in almost every state in the Union? Because they're a nuisance species, because their guano degrades marble on statues, one of the few birds uh, whose poop is so toxic. And so if, if you can, you can use butterfly nets, you can use rock stones, whatever. Can't shoot them, 
but in every municipality, I mean, like right in downtown, just have at it. Yeah, but the the way to do it then is go outside the city into a silage field or cornfield, set some decoys and... What pi- all barns. you guys that wrote pigeons, old, what do you mean? What kind of pigeons did you mean? Old barns. Street pigeon. <laughs> old Street barns. pigeons. Did, that's not what it said. <laughs> Just move it along, Spencer, dear God. Now, <laughs> my father-in-law grew up in rural South Dakota. He said that when he was a kid, people would stop by the farm and ask if they could check their silos and barns for squab. But that practice largely died out in the early 80s, and my father-in-law hasn't got a squab hunting request in nearly 40 years. Have him call me. Didn't I you used will to go, go anywhere. Uh, it's so delicious. Didn't you uh, used to grab them out from underneath bridges, Steve? Yeah, and then we caught them. Sorry, I have a bite to eat. <laughs> we had a big pole with a pizza box on the end of it and another pole with a landing net on the end of it. And they like to live behind air conditioning units outside of restaurants and shit. So you just block one side of the AC unit with the cardboard box, block the other side of the AC unit with the net, get the grown-ups, then we'd get the babies, and I would take the grown-ups and raise those and harvest their babies. Nice. Very smart. So you were eating Pigeon squab farmer. and the adults. Question well, three. I was using the adults to propagate. There you go. Question three, the topic is conservation. I was big into it, man. This is our listener question of the week, which was won by Brandon Welty for sending this great question. Brandon is going to get a blaze orange meat-eater vest. That was signed by Steve. If Just wanna, right now. Fresh signed. If you want a chance to win the listener <laughs> question of the week, send your questions to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. This state is the only place in the world where the range of American alligators and American crocodiles overlap. What is it? Again, this state is the only place in the world where the range of American alligators and American crocodiles overlap. What is it? Oof. Boston. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? Yeah. What was right. it? Did you get them all right so far, Brody? I, I did indeed. It's There's be only been two. I know it's gonna be <laughs> neck and neck, though, dude. Yep. Oh. I mean, it could be. This is this is every time two. you haven't been here for it, but this <laughs> no. is every single trivia. We had to separate them. Brody used to sit here, but now yeah, we always sit at the end there. of the table. Like the first, like the first question. There's, it, there's we give each other the stare down from. You got to yeah. choose between two. Likely. Oh, I've got right. a pretty good cell phone video of those two giving each other the stink eye. Oh, yeah. Oh, alligators and crocodiles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? Yep. Yep. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Florida. Andrew saying Florida. Kevin saying Florida. Florida. Corinne saying Louisiana. Sean saying Texas. And Byron saying Louisiana. The correct answer is Florida. Oh. Ah! I, I have it on. I, I have it on pretty good authority that someone uh, just found a Burmese python in South Louisiana. Mm, Will that be the first one time, there? Right? I don't know, just a matter of time, right? I was trying to think yep. sports teams. There's no crocodile sports team, is there? The Crocs? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. There are. Uh, not a lot of those. Probably American a single crocodiles. A baseball team game, or something. Yeah, somewhere. someone's got to yeah. be the Croc. But I think the whole Mario Batali thing sort of crushed that. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say anything about. I'm from Georgia, so like our feelings on Florida are that it should just break off and float into the ocean. So I'm not really allowed to to weigh in with an opinion on it. Now, although they look similar and share a range in South Florida, gators and crocs can't mate. But American crocs and Cuban crocs can hybridize, which has biologists concerned. They fear that because their habitat is shrinking, it may lead to American Cuban hybrids that cause true Cuban crocodiles to vanish altogether. Hmm. Man, they're only like 
90 miles apart, how different can they be? Yeah, what's the the big 90 Cubans miles? and the Americans? Yeah, 90 miles. I don't know. 90 miles worth of uh, different. Question four, the topic is whitetails. Brody might want to read a book about bio-island geography, sounds to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. I'll be sure to do that. <laughs> Question four, the topic is whitetails. Coyotes kill the most whitetail fawns across the United States. What predator is second? Coyotes kill the most whitetail fawns across the United States. What predator is second? We're looking for what animal kills the second most amount of whitetail fawns. Can you throw an adjective or two in there for me? What are you looking for? Is this going to be one of the... Oh, my God. <laughs> Again, conflicted. Two answers. Coyotes kill the most whitetail fawns across the United States. What predator is second? It's a tough one. I know, because go you know what? One. But I, but I, I have... A, uh, I'll talk about it later. <laughs> I have. I, I might have the same question. Yeah. 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 Yep. You know what we're talking yes. about. Yes. Does everybody oh, yeah, have an sure. answer? Yeah. Yes. I would have much preferred you. Ne- well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Corinne. I don't know if you know this, but we're on a tight schedule. We got a guest who has a flight to catch. It's not a crocodile. Yeah, no, she'll sit there for three I'm, hours and have an empty board. It's not a crocodile, Corinne. <laughs> Grabbing my phone for Steve's objection here. What are you doing with your phone? I'm going to get a photo of you yelling at Spencer Corinne? about a bad question. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying black bear. Mm. Andrew saying fox. Kevin saying fox. Brody saying black bear. Corinne saying black bear. Sean saying dogs. And Byron crossed out two answers, and he says black bears is the, well, the no, answer. No, no. What, 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 he's got it crossed out. He put, it, he put an arrow at it bullshit, dude. You that's can't not do bullshit. that. I don't know when you put that on there. I crossed this one out and then wrote that one, and then I crossed that one out and pointed an arrow to the first one. I think one. next time we should just rewrite it. The, <laughs> the correct answer is black bears. Yeah. Well, here's my deal. I got it right, okay. so I don't really care. But Were you thinking like Here humans we were in there? No, domestic dogs. Yeah. Yep. yeah. This this is according to a Penn State University study who analyzed data from 29 other studies that were done across the country. They looked at the cause of death for nearly 1,000 fawns and found that about 73% were coyotes and 14% were black bears. Wow, distant second. Very, very distant. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. That's a good question. <laughs> Became a good question uh, like, like a few right. minutes before it wasn't. <laughs> question five. Well, no, no, no. It was, I would have preferred this. Mm. Regionality. And then I would have preferred that you as a host excluded the wild dog. Yeah. The, because I don't know that you. that's well captured. Yeah, like natural. Uh, yeah, there's The a regionality way was, was the United States because that's where the study took place. They took them across oh, okay. the country. Gotcha. Question five. The topic Notice is I'm not complaining. <laughs> I, was, I, I am just, complaining. I'm telling you Sounded what I would have like complained this next great question comes to us via Chrissy McCoon. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. Also known as ear stones, these hard structures located behind the brain allow biologists to age bony fish. Done. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and I think the fellas that are done are might be going for five for five. Here's the question again. Also known as ear stones... These hard structures located behind the brain allow biologists to age bony fish. And I think if Brody and Steve get this right, they're pitching a perfect game. We will get a scoreboard update officially from Phil after this. 
I feel like me and Brody should find a way to team up, man. Instead of being yep. like against each other, like team nope. up. Yeah, this is way more fun. <laughs> yeah, we could do uh, we could do a, like a partners tournament or something. Tournament Ooh. of champions. So like a tag team situation. Steven Brody tag would not be allowed. Dude, that would be a great game, man. Tag Does everybody teams? have an answer? <laughs> Go ahead and reveal the answers. We have Steve saying Odalith. Andrew saying Antlers. Kevin saying Earstones. Brody oh, saying cool. Odalith. Crane without an answer, Sean without an answer, Byron saying earstones. The right. correct answer is Odalith. It's also earstones, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as antlers. That's right. Odaliths aid fish in balance and hearing. To age a fish using an odalith, you count the number of rings, just like you would with a tree, but some fish, like sharks, rays, and lampreys, don't have them. Ain't kosher either. Phil, hit us with a scoreboard update. We are halfway through the game of trivia. We are. Uh, really quick before, I actually have a correction, a matter of housekeeping. Oh, no. Uh, I was DM'd by Anthony Jensen on Instagram. Uh, apparently, I've been reading the standings incorrectly when people are tied. I say, like, you know, tied for first, oh. Stephen Brody tied for second, Cal. Mm, no, oh, that'd be tied oh. for third, yeah. Yeah. That's essentially what he says. It's okay. Uh, well, that's I, I, the thing. I'm not, I don't understand. <laughs> Uh, I'll just read what he said. I'm sorry to be this OCD, but when breaking down a competition's <laughs> current ranking, you wouldn't say tied for third if there are people tied for second. If there's a two-way tie for first, the next ranking is third or tied for third. So, like, tied for fifth. Is that true? Yes. yes. And he is. says, again, sorry to be anal. Uh, Anthony, thank you for your apology because you completely wasted my time. I will not be changing the way I do this, but uh, I did learn something today. Um, is that? Oh, wow. That's, like, next level. Tied, yeah, because, like, uh, so that, you knew the other name of Earstones, but you didn't know that you count... <laughs> <laughs> One, two, then three. No, I had no idea. Yeah, because okay. I think like they give out medals in the Olympics, and if like top two tie, two golds, and then they give out a bronze. Right. Yeah. For uh, whoever con you know came in behind those two people. If you, you look at a saying? golf board, well, I mean, golf stand in the Olympics, there could be two golds, no silver, and one bronze. I think that might be, be how they do it. See, that is how yeah, they do golf that. standings I just is the don't easiest it, one to understand. I don't like it. Not okay. Yeah, golf standings is the easiest. Well, it's disc yeah. golf. Stick to your guns, Phil. Do it. Does it work the same? <laughs> disc golf? Yeah, shoot from the hill. This is my coos deer. I'm dying on this hill. With one point, we have Corinne. Putt, putt. And coming up Miniature next golf. is Sean with two points. And then uh, tied for second place. We have Kevin, <laughs> Byron, and Andrew all with three points. And then in first, perfect game, five points apiece. Brody and Steve. Tension in the room. Oh my God! What's y'all's team name going to be? Are you going with Stody or are you going it's with Brief? Yes, man. <laughs> <laughs> Brief. I like Brief. Make life insurance part of your financial planning this year. Start shopping now with Policy Genius to find the right policy to protect your family. Getting life insurance today means you'll have peace of mind so that if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses while getting back on their feet. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. They work for you, not the insurance companies. That means... They don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another so you can trust their guidance. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using 
Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. When it comes to hunting, the right equipment can make all the difference. That's where the Quiet Cat Apex Pro stands out, designed for the hunter who demands both stealth and capability. It is redefining off-road access. The Apex Pro is not just any e-bike. It's a testament to innovation built to navigate the toughest terrains in comfort with a powerful 1,000-watt silent motor with Quiet Cat. You're not just investing in an e-bike. You're unlocking new possibilities in your hunting adventures, making every journey more accessible and effective. The Apex Pro is the choice for hunters who refuse to compromise, offering silent, efficient, and reliable access to the heart of the wilderness. Embrace the future of mobility with Quiet Cat and discover how the Apex Pro can elevate your outdoor experience with 10% off when you use code MEATEATER at checkout. Man, I've had a Helix sleep mattress for years, and man, that thing is nice. The Helix lineup, just comfortable. It feels good, and you don't get all like, it's not all like hot and sticky in the summertime. It's not cold in the winter. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash eater and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Question six. The topic is woodsmanship. Name one of the five states with the most confirmed cases of Lyme disease in 2019. Name one of the five states with the most confirmed cases of Lyme disease in 2019. The quickest answer in the room was Andrew. You know this? Oh, stone cold. Okay. Again, looking for one of the five states with the most confirmed cases of Lyme disease in 2019. This is a stat from the CDC. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying New York, Andrew saying Minnesota, Kevin saying Colorado, Brody saying Pennsylvania, Corinne saying New York, Sean saying Connecticut, and Byron saying Maine. Can we play a game where I guess who all has it right? <laughs> who do you think got it wrong? How about I got that? They have to all hold up their things. <clears throat> I already erased it. So yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to reveal the I think, answers. I think, I, think, I think Byron might be wrong. Byron says Maine. The top five. <laughs> Are Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, Maine, and Wisconsin? What? What? In most years, Pennsylvania destroys the rest of the country when it it comes to Lyme disease. In 2019, they had 7,000 cases of Lyme disease. That's followed by New York with 3,000, New Jersey with 2,500, Maine with 1,500, 
and Wisconsin with 1,000. Just missing out in the top five are New Hampshire, Minnesota, Maryland, Connecticut, and Virginia. That's actually way lower than I would think. Good job. Total numbers. I remember the year yeah. I had, they had 30,000 confirmed. Yeah, I think Na- people just na- don't na- get nation, tested they, Nationwide, they had 30,000 confirmed. They don't confirmed. test it. This is why I thought Minnesota was top rated, because if anybody has a tick and you even think that the uh, the head or any other part of it is in there. They, they don't it. test you at all. You immediately go on it because in Minnesota, yep. 97% of the people they who all, come in yeah. for it develop Lyme disease. And the disease. ticks are all carrying it, yeah. We're on to question seven. Known, the topic is cooking. This red spice, which comes from a purple flower native to the Mediterranean, oh, is considered to be the most expensive <laughs> spice in the world. What is it? This red spice, which comes from a purple flower native to the Mediterranean, is considered to be the most expensive spice in the world. God, dude's pitching softballs. What is it? What did your wife score on this round? I think she got four. You have hard uh, questions elsewhere. That's right. I think from now on I'm writing the food questions for you. (laughs) Send them to you every week. (laughs) Please. Do it. That'd be a great favor to him, man. That's right. And you, you win that for your orange vest. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. This red spice, which comes from a purple flower native to the Mediterranean, is considered to be the most expensive spice in the world. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying saffron. What does that say? Mm, saffron. Saffron. I just spelled it P-H instead of F-F. Andrew saying count. saffron. Kevin saying saffron. Brody saying saffron. Corinne saying saffron. Sean without an answer. And Byron saying saffron. That is the correct answer. Saffron. Authentic saffron can cost about $500 per ounce. It's so expensive because it's an incredibly labor-intensive crop with a small output and short harvest window. Its taste is described as sweet, floral, and pungent. If you want to learn how to cook with it, then check out Andrew's recipe for risotto Milanese on andrewzimmern.com. And don't think that you're just going to put a whole bunch in there because it must be good because holy (laughs) shit, what a way to ruin something, man. Yes. When it says like a teensy, so there is bit, there it's is for good some, reason. It's very tempting to use <laughs> oh, more. You you're know, like, well, you're well, like, how could this possibly there. work? There, there is some debate about whether or not it's uh, first came from the Mediterranean or Central Asia, mm. uh, which has got some some serious legs to it. Hmm. Now, what else do you cook? Uh, what else do you use pa- saffron it's in? most famous. Well, I mean, paella is things. like the main thing. Well, yeah, but, you know, a lot of Indian food uses saffron. Uh, a lot of Afghani, Iranian, Central Asian is that right? foods okay. use it. Yeah, it's it, 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 it was used as a form of money for a long time on ancient spice mm. roots. It was used for makeup. It was used for perfumes. Would you support this statement that in America, most of it is bought by people fixing to make paella? Yes, I would also support the statement that most of what's sold here in the United States does not uh, even measure up to real saffron. And in fact, even the most expensive stuff that you can buy here still has a little bit of orange flange at the end of uh, the thread, Uh um, which in Afghanistan and Iran, where the best saffron in the world, my opinion, uh, grows, it is dark red from end to end. And when I travel to countries that trade with those uh, nations, that is the first thing that I smuggle home Mm. is real saffron, which blows 
all the other stuff really? away. Make it blows okay. it away. What I like about it is you know when the places have the spice bottle yeah. arrays and grocery stores yes. where it's like a predetermined oh, size. All that stuff, don't even bother. And it, you but then buy they have the bottle, shot. but then in the bottle is a bag, and in That's the bag right. is like two or three pieces. <laughs> yes. But to, in order to for display purposes, they still put it. So yeah. you think you're getting? You the should big buy it online. Thirty six dollars. You should buy it online from Calustians or uh, another. You know, vi- you know, Penzies, another really reputable. Uh, company. There is an amazing group called Rumi uh, out of Afghanistan, and it's founded by uh, Iraqi and Afghani war vets. Mm-hmm. Um, and they started a spice company to try to give uh, farmers in that country an option for another plant Besides to grow poppies. other than poppies. And it's a Rumi, R-U-M-I, I think it's RumiSpice.com is an mm. organization that I just think is fantastic. Yeah, I feel like if you go into the grocery store and you, you see uh, saffron in like a McCormick bottle or something. Oh, yeah, don't buy it. It'll say saffron in big letters, but then really small ones <laughs> above it say like Spanish or yeah. something like that. Do you, Have you tried the Rumi products? Yeah, Their I whole have. line of products is great. I actually, very luckily, where we live in Maine, I have a neighbor who's from Afghanistan. Oh, and she gets yeah. it. Like she gives me her family yes. stuff. They send it over to her. It's mind boggling, And right? I pay her, get ready. Thirty dollars for three ounces of yes, mm. and hmm, and what it a is deal. and it's so unreal. it's unreal. Yeah, it's that kind of saffron crazy. has as much in common with supermarket saffron. Yeah. Saffron is my standing in your garage makes me your car. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> That's Great amazing analogy. We're on to question eight. We will get a scoreboard update after this. The topic is biology, and this X-ray question comes to us from Ryan Baldridge. If you have a question you think is right for meat eater trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. There is only one bird in the world that can fly forwards, backwards, upside down, and hover. What is it? Only one bird in the world that can fly forwards, backwards, upside down, and hover. What is it? Larry Bird. That's good. <laughs> Some quick answers in the room. A slow answer from Steve. That's because you tripped him up with something. He's, he's still arguing with the well, premise. He's like, what about bird? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, well, no, I mean, like, just are, are, are you looking for a, a, like, you want the Linnaean name? Like, we're looking for a species or a broad you category? Write down whatever you think. <laughs> oh, I is thought right. you were going with extant or, or one from. Are you going to put down a dinosaur? Exactly. Does everybody have an answer? Again, looking for the only bird that can fly. Forwards, backwards, upside down, and hover. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying the what does that say? Harrier. Harrier. Because mm. hummingbirds, there's thousands, there's dozens of hummingbirds. Andrew saying hummingbird. Kevin saying hummingbird. Brody saying hummingbird. Corinne saying seagull. Sean saying hummingbird. <laughs> and Byron saying hummingbird. The correct answer is hummingbird. That's bullshit, dude. So there's too many kinds of hummingbirds. But so I didn't even know the harrier was a type of hummingbird. That's the that's why they no, named the jet. It's a northern harrier. We I was talking about the northern hair. I didn't know that. We I was going to put the hummingbird, you. but that's not a kind. We are going to give you it. Why? Getting your, a, a harrier isn't a hummingbird. I don't. That, I didn't say it's a hummingbird. What? I thought you were saying oh. that is a type of hummingbird. You were just no. going to fold and wrong. give it no. to him. I thought he was saying that was a type of hummingbird. <laughs> Listen, man, you can't just say hummingbird because there's too many kinds of hummingbirds, and I don't know that all of them have that capability. Well, it's like your issue whether with you the know squab. whether they do or don't. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Hummingbirds break all the rules of flight. Not only can they fly in any direction, but they also can hit speeds of 75 miles per hour and come to a complete stop in the space no longer than your index finger. Now Brody's winning. Phil, hit us with a scoreboard update. Oh, great. Now Brody's winning. (laughs) 
It's not over yet. That's right. Now Brody is winning. Uh, we have Byron in third place with six points. Steven Ranella in second place with seven points and pitching. And perfect game so oh, far with eight man. points is Brody Henderson. Wow. Son of a How many questions are, do we have yet? Two so questions two, left. Two oh, left. okay. Then there's, a, there's a far from over. Well, it's technically two from over, but... <laughs> <laughs> Question nine. The topic is hunting. North America's longest mule deer migration is a 150-mile journey that starts in Wyoming and ends in what state? North America's longest mule deer migration is a 150-mile journey that starts in Wyoming and ends in what state? Steve was writing while I was about a third of the way through the, the question. Again, this starts in Wyoming and ends in what state is a 150-mile mule deer migration? I thought you were looking for the name of the migration. That's why I started writing. Mm. Some quick answers in the room. This really shows how much I need to relearn about my adjacent states. Mm. <laughs> Where you're like, is that state connected to that state? Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Wyoming, Andrew saying Colorado, Kevin saying Utah, Brody saying Wyoming, Corinne saying Idaho, Sean saying Colorado, and Byron saying Colorado. The correct answer is Wyoming. That's a tricky freaking question. Brody. These are the questions they love, these tricky you know, that questions. Was, if you'd have got it wrong, oh, we'd be it. neck and neck. <laughs> no, but you, you, this is where your advice go with your – my first instinct was Wyoming, and I was like, no, that's too obvious. This, I don't even think Colorado is adjacent. You know, it is. Yeah. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. below? Oh, Basically. This is known as the Red Desert to Hoback migration, which was first discovered in 2014. There are about 1,000 muleys in the herd. These deer spend four months each year migrating, crossing many rivers and highways, as well as over 100 fences. I've been trying to draw a tag on that migration path for a long time. Oh. What's interesting is they pass mule deer that don't migrate. Yeah. And when they, I think hmm. these 1,000 wow. join like 4,000 when they get there. Really strange. Well, I think the phrasing of that question. No, it's good. It was well phrased. You like that one? <laughs> yeah, that was that why was a perfect just, phrasing of a question. Why not just ask what state has the longest? That Too we, easy. Too easy. Then no, yeah, because everybody knows that. Oh, I don't think everybody <laughs> does. But. Phil, we are on to the final question. Give us a scoreboard update. <laughs> Steve has eight points. Brody has nine points. So we need Brody to choke on this last question. Oh man, the perfect game. We That's could see right. it again, and he would get a thousand dollar donation. Instead of 500. The topic is conservation. And this last great question comes to us from Daniel Clark. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. What country was given its first elk and moose by Teddy Roosevelt? What country was given its first elk and moose by Teddy Roosevelt? We do not have an answer in the room yet. Wow. Wow. Brody needs this one to go 10 for 10. What country was given its first elk and moose by Teddy Roosevelt? You can hear a pin drop in here right now. This is <laughs> yeah. hard one. They are thinking That's hard, man. really hard. That is a humdinger. Now, the topic here is conservation, which I think for both of you Shh. Well, go is on. your second best category. Oh. What were you worried was going to happen there? Nothing, nothing, nothing. 
I also see now we have multiple whiteboards with Suck It Brody written on the back. So if anyone wants to add that to theirs. Again, the final question. Feeling the love today. What country was given its first elk and moose by Teddy Roosevelt? Does everybody have an answer? No. Even if you're not playing for first place, you should still write down an answer because we keep uh, a very tight baseball box score that this is surely going to affect that. Again, to go to overtime, we need Brody to get this wrong. And Steve to get this right. We all ready? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying England, Andrew saying Britain, well, Kevin saying UK, Great Britain, Britain, England, Brody saying England, Corinne saying UK, Sean saying Japan, and Byron oh. saying England. The correct answer is New Zealand, oh, making Brody our winner. Well, Brody got it wrong and uh, still won. Brody got it wrong. He avoids the perfect game. But he beat Steve. Man, why didn't I think of that? And Byron was, or excuse man, me, that they was got top from, of my they list. They got him from somewhere, man. Brody was kind of disappointed with himself there. He, he didn't look like a guy who just won Meat Eater Did trivia. anyone get that right? I was secretly rooting for Steve. No. <laughs> <laughs> because here's the fascinating question. Right. Here's the fascinating question. Remember when Roosevelt was president. So you have to think to yourself, what countries were even countries yeah. sure. back then? And I wasn't even sure that. I knew Australia was a country, but as I'm going around the globe, I'm thinking, who do we trade with? Who has the... Was it part of his big stick tour? Roosevelt gave them 18 elk in 1909 and 10 moose in 1910. The descendants of those elk are still found there today, but it's believed the moose have disappeared. Sightings have been rare since the last one was killed in 1956, but scientists did find moose hair samples there in 2002. So it's like uh, New Zealand's version of Bigfoot. We should give them moose again. That's what threw me off. I've hunted in New Zealand a lot, and I I was like, I could... What's I that? knew the elk were American, but I'm like, there's no moose in New Zealand. I didn't even like, know. I didn't I even literally know. mean it's there. I'm sure they have. I would not have guessed New Zealand was even a country then. Brody, man, what happens next is for getting nine right and winning media trivia. If I'd gotten that right, you get to choose where the $500 conservation organization donation goes. So what's it going to be? Uh, the Meat Eater Land Access. The initiative. Meat Eater Land Access Initiative. I like it. When are we going to hear about that again, you think, Steve? We got something happening in 2022, something brewing? Got to talk to Callahan, I don't know. Okay. Ryan Callahan question. Brody, well done. That was an thank impressive you. game. Yeah. Andrew, an thank you for clapping. joining us. Hope you had fun. <laughs> it was a blast. Great. I was hoping to cross the Mendoza line, but my I'm stuck at 50%. Well, you, you run your own tally in the end. <laughs> well, I wanted to know. Yeah, 50% <laughs> is dang good for a guest. Yeah, I'll tell you that. All right. Join us next time for we more. We had a guest sit in that chair and win one time. Only once. Though. A guy named oh, wow. Dustin Huff. Only once. Wow. Sat in the guest at, chair. If you look at our scoreboard, won. yeah. Trivia one guest victory. Fair and square, guest. he won. I didn't too. know yeah. that Chester had won one. He won our Meat Eater live show. Mm. Oh, that's on there? Join us next time for more <laughs> Meat Eater trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk of experiencing an electrical blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. 
Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. These things are sweet because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable. Go to 4patriots.com slash meat eater to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com slash meat eater. This show is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. It is a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that they need and that meets them where they are and helps them get through challenges. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible. It's simple to use. You can connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. 